nice to see that you have come on time, which is the secret uh, pleasure of all lecture givers. Uh, thank you very much. I would like to now, after yesterday's, let us say, very narrative class, where we heard about Arjuna's first meeting with Krishna during the Svayamvara, which he won by Krishna's mercy. Uh, we heard about Krishna's second, uh, of, uh, Arjuna's second or let us say meeting uh, uh, and in both meetings he had to commit himself uh, to be part of Krishna's plan the success of Arjuna was in some ways not his own success it was the mercy of Krishna that became very apparent the last day of the battle of Kurukshetra. On that day, Krishna uh, uh, put an unusual request to Arjuna. He said, uh, this time, you step down from the chariot before me. And all the other days, Krishna had jumped uh, from the chariot and then helped Arjuna This last day, he said, I stay on the chariot, uh, you step down. But then Krishna then, after Arjuna was down, stepped from the chariot, Arjuna could see by whose strength he had been successful. <laughs> Within moments, his chariot was burnt to ashes. all the Brahmastras, all the mm, mystical weapons which had been thrown uh, upon him had been, mm, so to say, made ineffective by Krishna's presence on the chariot. Uh, he could have protected him and made him overcome all these obstacles and all these weapons and so on. Mm, but, uh, relinquished the chariot and he was no longer there. The chariot was burnt uh, out of his protection, without his guidance. Arjuna understood he, he could not have won the battle of Kurukshetra or the Pandavas. Good. Committing and recommitting. That is the subject find some answers how to overcome the difficulties. First of all, uh, this will be one of three classes which follow. Uh, they are presented in a sequence. 
problems in our temple in Calcutta. The temple president has become so preoccupied with uh, various uh, forms of managing a business uh, that we have neglected uh, the devotees. He has only eyes and time for his business. Although this business was to generate Lakshmi for the earth. Mm, everything fell in this area. The kitchen uh, was supplying food which was dirty, so as a result the devotees caught this terrible diarrhea. diarrhea. And you know when there is diarrhea and 20 people use the same
everyone was requested to attend, and Śrīla Prabhupāda turned to every single devotee uh, and uh, 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 asked them to voice their complaint. So after everyone had spoken, and Śrīla Prabhupāda had just listened, um, the mood was very somber, something like depressed mm. and uh, uh, everyone turned to Srila Prabhupada to give a solution to all these problems. Finally Prabhupada spoke. He said um, that because he had followed the instructions of his Guru Maharaj and come to the West therefore all the devotees who were there, who were from Western backgrounds mostly, they uh, started their, their spiritual life in Krishna consciousness. But if Prabhupada would not have had um, to, if he would not have committed himself, there would be no movement. <laughs> Luka could attend that. And then he added with great emphasis. Do you think it was easy for me to leave India all alone and come to America? The devotees had really not thought about this, whether it was easy or hard for Prabhupada. They had just assumed that it had all been done by Krishna's mercy somehow or other. Then Prabhupada continued. Do you think it was easy for me when I was alone in Butler, Pennsylvania and I opened the refrigerator and there was cat food next to my vegetables? Do you think that was easy? Prabhupada, <laughs> as he spoke, the devotees uh, were on the verge of tears. They understood Prabhupada's tremendous sacrifice mm. uh, and uh, what he uh, said, uh, what he had done for, for us. So yes, imagine a gentleman indeed. Mm. What was Srila Prabhupada's age again? He was writing when he came to the West. 69? That's almost 70. austerities he uh, underwent, we know that uh, he was driven out of the apartment where he stayed, of the loft, and he found himself with a few possessions on, on the streets of New York. It was um, still very cold and so on. Prabhupada said, do you think that was easy? And then Srila Prabhupada Three things are required for success in Krishna consciousness. Three things. And you must always rely on them. Enthusiasm. Uh, will. And most often he would say determination. 
what is the difficulty? The difficulty is that we are not always enthusiastic, that we don't always have determination and that we are expecting results too quickly and don't have the patience. Srila mm. yeah. Prabhupada then created a system where by which the individual issues were addressed and dealt with mm, and uh, 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 afterwards it seems mm, uh, the mood in the temple was really uplifted and he had said uh, spoken of his own austerities tapasya to start it and then he had given a success formula recommitted him themselves really to that project. I'm taking this from a wonderful book by His Holiness Giriyash Maharaj. Mm. Some of you have perhaps read Let There Be a Temple. Uh, this is the second book that describes Prabhupada's stay in India and it's called Dancing by Yes, my dear devotees, uh, there are very real uh, difficulties uh, in a spiritual life which can be overcome. And let's look now at these difficulties and see what are possibilities. Spiritual life, I will compare in this lecture with uh, climbing a mountain. This, I must admit, is a very fearsome-looking mountain. It doesn't look so... I don't know. I mean, this is all ice when you are on the other side. It is maybe a little difficult to climb. So I couldn't find a more pleasant mountain or easier mountain, but the image is good. Uh, we are starting in our spiritual life on a lower level, and we want to move forward on a higher level. And as we are uh, moving on or progressing up and beyond, I think we say in Bhagavatena, we do meet five very real obstacles that do create uh, uh, problems for us. The first of the five is laya or lethargy. Um, it is just uh, something like uh, not really having the guts to do it, not really finding the strength to do it. Um, it refers also to becoming drowsy while you are engaged in hearing and chanting and remembering and other devotional the second obstacle which we uh, face will be vikshepa or distraction. Uh, this refers to ordinary matters um, which turn up. Perhaps mm, you are very interested in the outcome of football uh, and it grabs you entirely or perhaps you become distracted on private matters, you uh, think 
pursuing an academic career and uh, job and so on in the village. There, there are many possibilities in which you can become distracted. And I think you know all maybe all of a sudden are overcome by the romantic urge and it may distract you from your part. Many things can happen. Vikshepa, the third obstacle is called apratipati. It's an indifference. Uh, you feel, oh, who cares anyways? You know, you would lose the belief in yourself and in the devotional practices, and then you take a step back. The fourth is called kashaya, uh, they are uh, allusion, um, it can, uh, you can become captivated by anger, greed and pride while you are engaged in your devotional practices and as a result you can even engage in sinful activities that go against what you, your own principles really. And the fifth is the end result of all these obstacles. It's called Rasasvada. Rasa denotes faith and Vada means without faith. No one can stay for a long time without faith. If you have no faith in devotional activities, then you will develop taste for material activities. Kavikanapur, uh, the great poet, says, either become engaged in an ocean of devotional activities or become engaged in an ocean of unwanted uh, material activities. You know, we, we li are living entities. We always will be inclined to do something that gives us taste. Mm. Uh, so, I would like to return to the image now Imagine if someone hears, if you go to this mountain, on the top there is a treasure for you and also there's great clarity. You can, you are above the clouds, you can overview the land. Who of you has ever been on a mountain top? If I may just ask very briefly, please keep your hand up. Okay. Oh, that's a good number of you. And Mataji's also? Vilasinirada, you have been a high mountain or relatively high mountain, yes. You may have felt when you were on top of the mountain a feeling of acceleration and you may have enjoyed this, this feeling of being a little bit aloof from what is going on in the lower <laughs> levels. It's a very exhilarating and inspiring feeling. Uh, um, many, many people have reported that when sitting on a mountaintop, they felt more able to have an overview of their life and put the unimportant things to the side. I don't really need that any longer and focus on 
treasure of clarity and so on. But before climbing a mountain, especially some of these mountains here, this is the Annapurna Massif in Nepal. I, I have been there and I have climbed there. Not, I have not climbed, I have trekked there. I have gone to Muktinath, you know. It is quite high, Muktinath. First was Dinos uh, or Laya. I remember when we started in Kathmandu, I thought, do I have to do this? Um, 3,700 meters. It feels really like 4,000 4, uh, meters. And you notice when you are up there, your breathing is, uh, is compromised. Uh, it is, uh, especially in the night, I once woke up my lungs were not accustomed to this and I was failing in my breath. I really needed to get up and do very forceful pranayamas to get back to the normal breathing uh, rhythm. So there's, uh, in the beginning of your spiritual journey, there is this hesitancy. That's why we speak today about sometimes hesitant. We, we, don't, we falter. Uh, there is a certain heaviness in the body and also a heaviness and dullness perhaps in the mind. So that uh, we remember, yes, I remember these moments when I was fired up and I did really Harinam Sankirtan and in the streets of London, but then you just cannot set out, uh, you cannot go out of the door. And when there is an enthusiastic announcement for Christmas Marathon by Keshava Maharaj, uh, we shrink back and we say, maybe when I have children, they can go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have uh, <laughs> a dullness in the mind and a heaviness in the body. 
My dear devotees, what do you, do you sometimes experience this dullness and happiness? Not happiness, heaviness in your life. Yes, I assume that those who don't knock, uh, they are uh, too shy to knock, but I see most of you nodding. <laughs> heaviness or, or the alarm clock. Ring, ring, ring. You are not my boss. <laughs> ring, ring. Stop ringing or I kill you. <laughs> There's a certain heaviness in the body, no? And dullness. Oh, Prabhu. Mm. I feel a little under the clouds now. Do you have this terminology in English? Ich bin unter den Wolken. Under the clouds, no? You say actually I'm under the weather. That is how you say it in English. The same thing. Uh, the mind is a little dull. <laughs> so what could you do? I would like to explore this with you. What do you do about the dullness of the body? Stay dull or is there something you can do? I wanted to say, see, no, I'm speaking now of physical heaviness. I said it wrong. That dullness, we will soon, dullness is of the mind, is lethargy in the mind, and dullness in the body. Do you experience this sometimes? Oh. Women have their cycles, and they are once in a month, they feel the heaviness of the body and the dullness of the mind. It is an, Hormonial into in, induced thing. Is there anything you can do? Yes. Uh, perhaps go for a walk get a fresh air. Get for a walk and get some fresh air. I saw Krishna Avatar Prabhu, who is with us here in body at least. Uh, <laughs> he is speaking about you, Krishna. <laughs> Children accusation was going on, I think. So that was a dullness of not dullness, that was an absent mindedness. Um, so, mm, 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 what can we do? I believe we don't take care enough of the, our physical aspects of, of a spiritual life. Mm. I remember once Prabhupada went on a morning walk with us in, on the Juhu beach, who has gone on a morning walk in the Juhu Beach. You can see everyone <laughs> working out. <laughs> Even the Hindujas are running fiercely with their guards on the ocean side. Uh, Juhu, everyone is quite aware of overcoming the heaviness of the body. So our devotee was a heavy-built devotee who had many extra kilos on him. He laughed and said, ah, bodily consciousness. <laughs> 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 Prabhupada, Prabhupada 
reason, he said. Yeah, you never do any exercise, but you are very expert in sleeping. <laughs> when he was in the teacher's mood, he was not. He wouldn't let anything pass, you know. He would just, uh, better you do some yoga and sleep less, he said. Yes. Uh, so the heaviness of the body is an obstacle, no? Dullness of the mind, uh, what can you do? You are still a little dull. I expect 50 hands going up to... Here, uh, our Vyasa Vihari. Take a cold shower. I couldn't. Take a cold shower. That's for the mind? Yeah. I would say that's more something you do for the body, no? Or, but it refreshes the mind. Oh, yeah. Take a picture that way. Yes, many people jump into the ice now. This is a new fad in the USA. Uh, don't worry, they'll come. I have seen the dullness of the mind goes very quickly if you read, for instance, these, in these wonderful uh, biographies of Srila Prabhupada and find everything, this determined action, you feel like, my God, he was 70 plus years when he did all this and he did so much of a sacrifice. My dear devotee, Forward to, to, to this 
and you are able to get up because you have a good goal in front of you. I want to finish this boring university and get on with life, you know, or I have some, I know some of you have great interest in the university because you pick subjects that are really of interest for you. Then second, a big shaker. Imagine this person, no, you can stay here. Imagine this person wants to climb a mountain. He comes and he walks and all of a sudden he happens to come on across a restaurant. There is ample food, there are good beverages, there are interesting people who are hanging out in the restaurant. There's really everything for each of the senses. Uh, there is uh, food for the tongue, there is music for the ears, there are good uh, smells from the, very, from the kitchen, and there are interesting people, uh, perhaps there are loose uh, men and loose ladies, sense of touch mm, and what else do we have mm, eyes. what eyes. eyes yeah and most interesting people and dishes so if the person who wants to come on the top of the mountain becomes distracted by the views in the restaurant or the distracting things in the restaurant he will actually uh, stay there and he will not pleasure these distractions of food or what most of the devotees get distracted distracted or not that I don't say it because we never speak about these things in Thakuroti but you all know there are some heavy distractions out there in Maya's kingdom so I want, don't want to give examples very inspiring place and therefore not talk so long about the obstacles. The problem why these mm, distractions appear so powerful is because they give you an immediate pleasure. It's called prayers in Sanskrit. Whereas Krishna conscious practice uh, often gives you only after some time it's called Shreyas, right? You, you have heard about the distinction. Distractions are so dangerous, or big shaker is so dangerous, because you really get something out of it. Something uh, small. That is the, the, the pro that is, <coughs> I don't know if any one of you took drugs like, like alcohol, cigarettes, too much sweets, Rula Jones, Rasa Rula, you know. It has a similar effect. It, uh, it 
says when you drink alcohol, no, when you drink an orange juice before you go to bed, it turns in the night into alcohol in your stomach and you are stoned. drug addict, he likes the drugs. Why? Because they give him an instant satisfaction. Have some of you drunk alcohol? You, after 10 minutes, the effect of alcohol is there. It's very calming and re very relaxing. <laughs> and uh, you become, uh, and therefore, it is a reliable friend for many people. For Russians, Vodka, you know, like anything. It's a reliable friend. It's always there for you. Uh, but as it turns out in the long run, it's really a bad friendship. A very bad and dangerous friendship. So distractions also are reliable friends. When you come home after the, you have done so much service and then, oh, the computer is also there. Oh, there are also some interesting programs. I mean, uh, I don't talk about it to my friends, but and, you know, and there is some scenes I can see which I do not see very easily in life. Uh, so, so it's immediately there, but it distracts you from your goal. Someone who stays all the time in the restaurant will not get to the peak. What could you do against distractions? Is it a good question? We want workable thing, things. Don't say to become a pure devotee. <laughs> you know, that is long-term goal. Krishna Ketan. When someone phones, I saw my note. Oops, <laughs> I forgot to say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. <laughs> you know? And I would uh, do this. I have, uh, I, I have this. Uh, maybe I shall do this again. It's this very simple post-it notes. Put them, which remind you, like for instance, on the mirror. I always said, "You're not the body." <laughs> Good to remember it. Reminder. So this is something very practical. Uh, what the essence of it is, you you just think of the uh, of your goals. Um, anything else about distractions which could work? 
speaks about journaling also and we can visit we revisit what we have i do this a lot <coughs> a lot during my holy name retreats when the devotees are on the heightened level of enthusiasm i ask them to write a letter to themselves in three months then i collect the letter i keep them and after three months i mail these letters to the person is is it clear what i'm saying and he reads my dear sachinanda swami if i receive my letter uh, this works really this <laughs> chanting really i i wrote this my god <laughs> <laughs> so ecstatic at the moment i'm here at the java retreat and i want to just tell you go back to your experience in the java retreat okay sit down properly <laughs> you know reserve for a quality time and i'm reading this oh, it's me, me who writes this to me i mean i don't want to ignore myself i'm not uh, you know uh, it works wonders so the journaling does something the same you you go back what to what you wrote uh, and so on it said great people do this they use this trick they journal about the good things in their life and then when they are a little under the weather i will use your terminology here uh, which will happen to every one of us they go back to this i think you these are very practical things Yes, but I'm not in this writing stuff. It's for the ladies who have these pink journals, you know. <laughs> uh, anything else against distraction? Yes. very powerful when you share and you share something which you do hmm? but you say you sometimes do this yeah many say that you have to be careful to not become too addicted to this social media you do in the very beginning you, of the day you go oh did someone see my post did they like it you know and so on you will psychology they say when a distraction comes up tolerate it for 10 minutes and then it usually goes down they speak about sexual urges which which come up uh, as exam 
desire to have a drink, you know, this is the materialist side for me. But I would also like to say, when you, you face your distraction, tolerate it because they come in waves, smaller and, and in waves have a peak and then they have a, do you say in German we would say a valley or a low point. So tolerate, learn this, learn this simple art to tolerate. Obviously the, uh, the best is if you can work on uh, getting a higher taste and I will describe this a little bit more in the in the end of my class. It says bhakti parishanu bhavo virakti. If you feel bhakti, devotion in your heart, uh, and you have some experience of Krishna, uh, then it's very easy to practice detachment from these distractions. Whatever it is, you have to be careful. Perhaps you have to also learn a simple word with two letters. It's called no. You know, in the face of distraction. No, thank you. This is what it, uh, in the fifth canto, it is said, one should ignore the mind. One should learn to ignore the mind. Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. You please think in your own because you will see Maya will open her restaurant on your way. You can get anything you want in Maya's restaurant. Uh, you know, it will, it will open. It's open day and night. Okay. Ready to continue your climb? Good. There will be so we are continuing, the red person is already quite high uh, there. Uh, uh, and there will be a third uh, an obstacle. It's called Apratipati. You have written it already down. Uh, uh, it means an indif indifference. I just can't uh, go on. You might have this problem uh, that you meet people who sow the seed of doubt into your mind and because you have not been careful enough to get this doubt out you it has grown to a big uh, uh, degree it is uh, uh, this, this, this doubt is a very very heavy uh, it can manifest as self-doubt oh I tried so often I just can't do it Self-doubt is a very big problem for our devotion. And when you develop self-doubt, you naturally uh, stop endeavor, endeavoring. Uh, uh, people, literature, um, the overexposure to this sensualist culture uh, in which we live, all this can bring uh, doubt so that you become indifferent. Uh, um, there is a verse in the Bhagavad Gita uh, which is very much telling about doubt and I request you to ch chant with me. 
Agyas, Agyas, Shashadadanas, Shashadadanas, Samshayatma, Vinashyati, Nayam Loko, Stina Paro, Nasukam, Samshayatmana. But ignorant and faithless persons, in case you want to know uh, this verse, I think it's a very good verse to know. Uh, fourth chapter, please, text 40. The translation says, But ignorant and faithless persons who doubt the revealed scriptures do not attain God consciousness. So the, the two people are called here, ignorant people and people who have no faith. And then a third person is given. Uh, it's the one who has doubts. For the doubting soul, there is happiness neither in this world nor in the next. Ignorant people are not so bad. They can be told proper knowledge. And so, so do faithless persons if they meet a person who has Krishna conscious experience he says no no you, I have personally experienced that you do this it works they stand a chance but those who are samshayat manaha whose uh, atma whose person is uh, filled with with doubts they cannot be happy in this world nor in the next world I think you, you I have seen some of our devotees who are plagued by this demon of doubt and uh, ultimately it makes one indifferent to the practice. Mm. What I see very much prevalent is, oh look, so many people have failed, so, uh, such a fallout, or oh, look at our media after all these years, I mean in Britain you have a good media. But um, in other countries, you really have a bad media. And the devotees are thinking, see, people cannot catch on to this. And they develop this doubt, which has not been addressed properly. And then they, they just lead an unhappy life in this world and in the next world. They can't be happy in anything they do. So this indifferent, th because they have become indifferent. Keshava Maharaj once told something very, I mean, <coughs> August tells very interesting things, but I remember something which, which I hold in my head. He said, in any movement, also in a business or in a whatever company or congregation where people come together, you have uh, the following uh, ratio amongst people. There are 10% who are super enthusiastic and there are 10% who are super doubtful. They're just already with one of their foot, <laughs> they are out of it. <laughs> you know, they just wait for the right moment. 
Both of them are not so statistically interesting because it's only 10% who are super enthusiastic. Um, bigger number. And these are people who are somewhat okay with it. You know, they believe in Krishna. But they are neither really committed to do something for Krishna, nor are they, uh, you know, doubting and, and, and critical and so on. They're just hanging out there in nobody's land. <laughs> and uh, Therefore, those who organize this trip have said, Prabhu's commitment is good for you. And other Prabhu's recommitment is also very good for you. Because you will come out of this indifferent zo zone uh, where you just hang on and where you, you are not really happy <laughs> in, in doing it. Uh, so, what could be uh, a remedy address very real problems. Are you finding it uncomfortable that you get so personal? I somehow suffer because I have seen in Finland we are not really confronting these things. We, oh, 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 how are you? No, here's one more. You just need to see them and you go, oh. <laughs> isn't it? Uh, you become just inspired. Uh, do you have inspiring people in your life when you meet them? You go, yes, I will also do. <laughs> I will also, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yes, thank, and if he starts to speak to us, oh, thanks, very good. Mm -hmm. Yes, Rata I wrote down in my notes, meeting saintly devotees throws open a door 
to our rich spiritual treasures, our Chaitanya is your good name? Me, my Chanya. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm giving too many new names. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad habit. scripture uh, which we read where one individual talks about his devotional experience to someone else and, and his experience is so strong and speaks so loud that the other becomes a pure devotee. Who knows the name of that scripture? 
describing his own journey and the experiences he made. And uh, to one devotee, uh, not devotee, one Brahmin, I believe his name was Jana Sharma. And just by sharing these experiences and by inviting him to have sim a similar experience, this person becomes in a, in a quick time very, very, very advanced, so advanced that he gets the darshan of Krishna. Experience speaks louder than millions of theories to you. And therefore, why not do things like, like a, an experience I can really recommend here in London is to go on the Harinam Saturday night uh, Harinam fever and you know it's really or oh, I remember our Harsh Prabhu he went on the experience of book distribution I think you will remember this for the rest of your life you know how because you must have felt there were times when you just thought it's not possible to go on and then all of a sudden Krishna came to your help and, and uh, somehow you were able to overcome that low point and then the books went out, we say like this. We went out, they went out. We all know spiritual experiences, my dear devotees. Don't be afraid. Do, do things like this Pandavasena summer trip. We have this summer trip where we go to which otherwise kills you. The next uh, obstacle, we are, are you still walking? Yes. Which turns up is kashaya. Uh, it means being captivated by anger, greed and pride, develop, and then developing ill will and aversion, uh, and, and then going, and, and, and this dislike. is full of potholes. Do you say like this in English? There may be potholes on the uh, path. And you say, I, have I want a smooth path, but this is really primitive. It is only good to be traversed by yogis or by Neanderthal uh, men, but not by me. Uh, you know, so developing this aversion and distaste, it can happen. It can happen. Devotees can even get on your has this happened? No, never. <laughs> then you need to check. This is not kashaya which comes. Uh, a very good remedy which I want to give you here. A remedy against this uh, which leads 
these ordinances is given in the Bhagavatam. But I want to hear from you first. What could be a remedy against the sins that you believe? The anger, the pride, the greed, which gets the better half of you and makes you turn away from the path. I don't see so good in the distance. I will purchase a distant glass, but yes. God said, love your enemy. So I decided to love myself. 
and then a lot of tension goes, you know. I will give you now a very interesting answer, which I believe it will not come up because it's so unexpected. My dear devotees, when you feel overwhelmed by this tension, which drive you towards, towards sinful things and so bad things. You can start these things by performing austerity. If you perform austerity, these things, these tendencies, which we all have, don't, don't get feet. There's a very interesting uh, section in the Bhagavatam about the benefit of austerity. And because this is so counter the, the, the trend of modern society in which we live, you might like to look at this. Mm -hmm. It is um, uh, in the second canto, chapter 9, text 24, there is one verse, but there is a whole section uh, which comes before that. And Prabhupada writes about this. Mm. Are you interested in this subject? Yes. In executing penance, one must be determined to return home back to God. And so Prabhupada says, austerities for them, for their own sake, is not necessary. Uh, uh, one must decide to undergo all types of tribulations for that end. And then he says his famous sentence, an easygoing life and the attainment of perfection in transcendental realization cannot go together. Should I read it again? Because it is um, it, it, it needs it needs full attention and it needs to go in. An easygoing life and attainment of perfection in transcendental realization cannot go together. One simple verse. So an easygoing life and happiness in Krishna consciousness can't go together. You have to be willing to do such austerities as getting up earlier for the benefit of performing sala. It always has to be linked with a spiritual thing. You have to be, you have to be willing to not eat such heavy food in the uh, evening for the benefit of being more awake in the morning. No? You have to be prepared to not do binge looking, there I say it, um, in order to have your mind free uh, for reading the taste. You know, this type of little austerities are necessary. How do you find this sentence? Uh, I'll, re I'll repeat this for you to, for your own reading pleasure. Canto 2, chapter 9, text what? 24, you know everything. Mm. Mm. Good. 
finally, the last one. Uh, what was the last obstacle? Rasaspada. What does this mean, please? Taste for the mundane. I want to say it often is seen in us in our restlessness. Do you notice when you chant down and your mind is so restless? Oh no, I could be doing 1,000 other more fulfilling things than just to chew out these names or chew on dry sand down. And you're restless or doing a lecture, you think, oh, when is this over? Can I just get my mobile phone out and do some interesting texting here? Uh, uh, the mind is like a monkey in this restless phase. Have you ever watched the monkeys in Vrindavan? <laughs> One moment they grab something, then they drop it, then they scamper over the courtyard, then they uh, stop and go <laughs> and threaten. The next moment they shriek in terror <laughs> and uh, just uh, run away. Uh, they are never still. They never do anything for a long time. They are monkeys. And our mind is a monkey mind often. Hare Krishna. I'm sorry it needs to be said. So, uh, it can't settle in the, mom in the moment. It constantly jumps. Uh, Imagine this person wants to climb from the uh, uh, top of the mountain, but some mountain bike has come down. And uh, he says, stop, 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 what are you doing? Oh, we are doing the best of sports, mountain biking. And then what do you get, get, get out of it? Like when we, like when we just zoom, zoom down the mountain, you can't imagine the feeling. It is better than... And then they give their analogies, which we don't want to repeat. Um, you know, uh, and, and so on. And then the, the person who wants to go to the top says, a remedy against taste for the mundane. And I want to just mention it here without looking it. Have contact with a proper Vaishnava. Have contact with a, uh, you know, think of your spiritual master uh, and his example. I must say, I get so much enthusiasm for spiritual life. When I read books like this mm, about Sri 
also read about other saints. I get so much example, so much uh, uh, happiness by that example. It is said the desires of the conditioned souls are like small uh, waves on a river. But when the river comes to the ocean and meets the powerful ocean waves, the ocean waves uh, subdue or overcome the small desires. So when you meet the big desires from the big mind of your spiritual master and connect with them, it will overcome your, your small, uh, small mindedness. Hare Krishna. How did you find this? Very real, isn't it? I want to end this. Mm. The whole thing, uh, Vinay will show us the, the five obstacles right here. Uh, lethargy, distraction, indifference, aversion, and taste for the mundane. All of this obviously can be easily overcome by uh, experiencing a higher taste. Uh, that is uh, it. And for this, we have sadhana or spiritual practice. In your spiritual practice, my dear everyone, you have to learn to do it uh, in, a, in, a, in, in, in a way that you start to look forward to doing it. You have to prime your spiritual sadhana that it really gives you a lot of uh, juice, as they say in Latin, harvest. harvest. Uh, do you know the word priming? Uh, I learned this in India when you have these pumps. You go, no water comes. It sounds like a, 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 a donkey, you know. <laughs> if you want that the pump develops what is called traction and pulls the water from underneath the ground, you have to prime the pump. And the way you do it is, you take water from some source, pour it into your hand pump, and then go, and then you already feel, whoop, now it has some, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing against some weight, and soon, zoom, 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 the water comes out, first it's dirty, and then it comes out and it's clear, clear water which you can use for all purposes where you need it. In the same way, my dear devotees, there needs to be a spirit of practice in your life to which you are looking forward. It may be something a little unconventional. It may be you go into the garden and, and take care of a plant, um, you know, some fruit tree so that you can offer fruits to Krishna. It must be something you are uh, really feeling genuine taste. Do you have such a practice, Nanda Gopal? Do 
which you are looking forward. You have, I can imagine, because after all these long years, you are still uh, uh, very enthusiastic and inspiring. Mm. I must share with you a practice which I have held. Um, it's the Bhagavatam. I study it, believe it or not. I've become a student in one online classroom. Uh, I can only uh, recommend it. We have one devotee in our movement who has really learned the Bhagavatam with the comments of the Acharyas and with works. And his courses are now offered at the university. One can get university acquisition because it's so systematic. His name is Goranga Darshan from the Govardhan Echo Village and there's an online course about 200 devotees take part in that online thing, uh, you know, uh, when it is and many load it down. It's twice in a year, not in a year, in a week, I wanted to say, for one and a half hours. It's, it's manageable Sometimes it's, it's Saturday and Sunday, sometimes we, we don't have time, but we can find it on the internet and then see it uh, and so on. And for me, this practice has given me faith. There were other times in my life when I had taste that before I chanted, I would have a picture of Radha Gopinath um, or Tota Gopinath from. Um, which Gadaga Pandit worship, it was given in this worship by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and I would offer every day a, 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 an incense. When I was this year in Vindavan, I did something I never do. I, uh, I bought a very, 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 very photogenic uh, Do you call this a deep? The, uh, deep hole? Yeah. You, the lamp where you put the beef in? Yeah. And I, I was, it's just so attractive, uh, the thing. It shows Garuda holding uh, 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 this little vessel where you put the beef. And for my child like mind, this was very interesting, and I was offering every day. Uh, full artic for Giriraj because it was just some, such a thing I, I liked and I looked forward. I tricked my mind to it. I never do puja because I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very busy person and um, I have other ways in which I worship my Lord. Mostly Kirtan or Japa and so on. But uh, I did Archana. I tricked my, not tricked, I induced myself. Those who are parents know they want their children to do something. They have to somehow make it attractive for them. If you just give advice all the time and push the poor thing, the poor child, child, not thing, to do things, he will eventually rebel and just sit in the corner 
You can do anything you want. You can sell me to the gypsies. I will not do it. Maybe this is not ethnically correct. Maybe I said something foolish. I have nothing against any group of people. So, so yes. So you have to turn your mind also so that you can anticipate doing something. Anticipation, do you know the rules there? And, or do I say it correctly? I wanted to say it. It creates very positive emotions. But feeling of, oh, I have to do this. What's wrong with this? And I was in a highly vulnerable position. It was just before I got my new name. At that time, I was, when I, before my initiation, I was ready to do everything. And so on. If you just do it like this, then you will not be able to do it. So step one, I say, become aware at of at least one thing in Krishna consciousness that you can genuinely look forward to. This awareness will act as the priming factor which will prime you. Then define a minimal action step. This is something for you who li like to take notes. I should have I had a slide for this. I, uh, I was not able to produce this slide uh, in, the, in the right time. Define minimal action step. Mm. And third of all, let the good experience uh, sink in. I want to give you an example, my own example. I like, I like books. This is, I was born with books next to me. I'm, I'm just a book lover. And I, I, I began to appreciate the Bhagavatam. But I have not so much time, so I defined an action step. Each week I'm going to this online course. And, when I, and I try to catch up if I just have, have no time, if I have service to do it. A minimal action step. And then this is now something absolutely new for you. Let the good things sink in. Spend a moment. Did, we, did I have a new insight when I read the Bhagavatam? Did my mind expand and I saw the bigger picture of my life, for instance? Did I find a new answer for it? Or did I feel more connected with Krishna, perhaps? Something like this. You have to let the good thing sink in. Ready for another complicated point? It's the last point we hear today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard about the science of the, the neuroscience? It means when you do things over, uh, one important statement of this is that uh, neurons <coughs> that fire together, wire together. What this means is when you do things over and over again, it creates
creates a certain pattern in your mind so that you do it unconsciously after some time. Or to speak in the, uh, the uh, ISKCON language, you develop a habit. Habit is something which you, the, you just, it, it, it just uh, comes to you. No? It, it comes, even if you don't like it, the habit is there. Oh, my habit is to criticize, and then you create, you begin to criticize no? habits. This comes because you have done it so often that mm, mm, uh, this mental state of criticism has become a neural trait, something which is a state which you occasionally have becomes a trait. Uh, trait, you find this word in the word character trait. You know, it means something that is now uh, welded upon you, your psychology. It's connected with you. So neurons that fire together, wire together, it creates uh, physically in your brain a certain pattern which is uh, repeating itself um, autom automatically. Day after day your mind is building your brain. Um, this is what is called in science neuroplasticity. Say it in English, that someone who knows good English. Yes, thank you. Neuroplasticity. Anyways, it's one of these tongue breakers. What it means is, uh, uh, when you do day after day something, you program yourself and it, go, it goes automatically. Uh, so you need to uh, take a few extra seconds to stay with a positive experience, even if it's something like, oh, I was breathing today properly. Ooh, and let that experience sink in. And what that will do is that tomorrow you will also breathe properly. Or if you let it sink in that, oh my God, this retreat, I learned something new. It was wonderful. And you stay with that feeling of wonderfulness. Then this will stay with you and it will echo in you. All the kirtan. Wow, I really was digging that kirtan. <laughs> Did you say it in English like this? Not so much. Let me say it in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I really... Wasn't that nice? That is what we say in England. Uh, we use the word ni nice very often. You know, that was a, a, a very good kirtan. You know. So if you stay with that experience, I like this kirtan, you will create something new in your brain and uh, you will help turn a passing thing passing mental state into a lasting neural structure. Or, to speak it in ISKCON language, you will replace an old habit with a new habit which serves you more. But you have to stay with that thing. You can't just rush by it. Mm -hmm. 
let it sink into your being. Take in the good. Oh, we take in so much of the bad, of oh, just the news, or just staying in this world. And then we develop some, some stinking thinking, uh, which is not good for us. Hello, Krishna. So, coming back to our original photo. I wish all of you a good climb. First of all, you need to identify the obstacles when they turn up. Don't just gloss over them. Uh, when someone asks you, how was this retreat? And you say, fine, like you say, to everything. In a non-committal London punch, you, you can better say, well, I really appreciated Go Krishna's Kirtan, for instance, if you did. And I was so bored in Sachinanda Swami's lecture. Uh, you know, so you, you acknowledge the, uh, your reaction. <laughs> you, you know, and from there you can continue. Be, be, first of all, acknowledge your obstacles, your distractions, and then find out what you can do Instead, what you can do better. And let us remember Prabhupada's quote in the Govan slide deck. Three things are required for success in Krishna consciousness. And you must always rely on them. Rely means depend on them. Enthusiasm, will or determination and patience. He said these three things in his wonderful London. guest house in case you want to visit and there are rooms for you uh, on your way to Mayapur Palace. So, yeah. so I've said what I wanted to say. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I am again a little bit sorry. Uh, I have taken up all the time that is allotted to this and therefore will not be able to answer any questions but I think the harsh, excellent summary uh, that she usually does. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, we will uh, uh, clarify everything. Thank you very much. I hope this was practical. Tomorrow I will talk about a hidden secret. The, uh, you know that it will be easy for you.